0: Welcome to the Wildly Tarot Podcast! Hi, Esther! Hi, Holly! You are glowing, and I can only assume it's because you spent a week in Portugal.
1: Well, I mean, when normal people say that about other people, it's because of a tan, but as a redhead who wears SPF 50 all the time, you just mean out of happiness. Yes, out of happiness and rest... Yes. I'm feeling very relaxed. Uh, Portugal was awesome. I haven't seen your face in like two weeks, which is unacceptable.
0: <laughs> so so strange. It's it was like almost seeing a stranger. Almost <laughs> like you're like, is oh, this that's person right. in front of me?
1: <laughs> but you're proud of me, right? Because I took off my makeup before bed. Sometimes yes. when we start recording really early in the morning, I'm like, Esther's going to notice that I'm still wearing mascara and <laughs> Full my eyebrows,
0: face of makeup <laughs> the next morning. <laughs>
1: yeah, but. Uh, yeah, Portugal was amazing. It's a really, really, really beautiful country. I'm I super suggest people go. It was like shockingly warm and sunny the
0: whole time. I was very jealous because it was freezing cold here in Korea.
1: <laughs> freezing cold. I mean, the it wasn't week. like in the 80s, but it was. It solidly got up to like 73 every day, which is kind of perfect in a hilly place yes. that you're doing a lot of walking in. So I'm in love. Mm-hmm. I love. Portugal. Did you go to the hot
0: dog place because I did not do hot the, dog. I did a go to the angry. hot dog place. Okay.
1: <laughs> I did, yeah. It was really close to our hotel. It served all hot dogs. Uh, it was great. And that's when I realized that Holly was not a super easy name in Portuguese because there's a lot of, like, there's no H sound. Oh. Well, it was just when I kept saying my name is Holly, he was like, "Okay, I got it." I'm like, "Okay, I just realized how weird that is in Portuguese." And he's like, "It's okay." <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, it was so cool, it was so fun, it was so beautiful. Um we spent like 3 days or no, like 2 days in Lisbon, a day in the wine region, the Douro Valley. And then like three or four days in Porto and Porto blew my entire mind. It is so pretty. And Lisbon is like really, really, really steep and cliff-like. There's like 60 degree angle hills all over the place. (laughs) And Porto (laughs) was a tiny bit flatter, but Mm -hmm. it like, it was just so cool. It was so pretty. It was so much fun to get to kind of like turn off work brain and switch on vacation brain. Yeah, yeah. But I'm happy to be back. I missed my dog, and I missed you, and we have so much exciting stuff going on with I our know. lives I in this podcast. Me. Yes,
0: <laughs> I know. It's like finally everything came together. You just had to go on vacation. That will yeah. not from now on. If we want stuff to move in our lives, Holly needs to go on
1: vacation, uh, and then okay. everything will That's just come fine for with it. me as a rule. <laughs> <laughs> you I'm okay with that. Yeah, exactly. That sounds like a really fantastic policy to me. <laughs> I love it's it. It's like all of the, like, long, long shipping times are resolved if I'm not at my mailbox patiently waiting for it to arrive.
0: <laughs> I know. <laughs> Thanks, Hermes. We appreciate your sense of irony.
1: <laughs> I know. It's true. And that's true, too. Did Mercury go straight today? No. It's sometime this week.
0: Yeah. Sometime this week. Yeah.
1: Oh, my goodness. Well, we've made it through for the most part.
0: we made it through the rain. We have that's an old made- Barry Manilow song. Wow. <laughs>
1: Don't manalo me so early in the morning. Sorry, sorry. I'll stop. I'll stop. I can't stop. (laughs) Is that like a concept with other people, not just my mom, being manalowed? It just happens. My family we're balladist, so we know all the songs. Uh, Being manaloed is when you hear a Barry Manilow song first thing in the morning, and that it won't ever leave your brain for the entire day. Oh, I have never
0: heard of that, but it is so accurate. (laughs) Barry Manilow is not going from my brain anytime soon. It's going to be like I still have a couple hours before bed. (laughs) Ha <laughs> ha.
1: Excited! We have so much to get through and so many announcements to make. I know, and I just want to get started. So I'm going to pull the card of the day. Okay, or should we do our idiot correction about the emperor card from Spacious Tarot first?
0: Oh, we should possibly do that minor correction or major (laughs) correction. So we major correction. I feel like saluting
1: major correction. (laughs) correction. Yeah, that's uh, how I met your mother reference that I am here for. We are such dummies. Well, no, we're not. We're just no. We're culturally... we're culturally
0: different than other places in the world.
1: Yeah. So culturally, Americans do not use the red poppy as a symbol of World War One. Really? I mean, no. Have you ever had you ever seen it other than in, Ingl- in England?
0: No, I've never seen it other than Canadians or like over in Europe being used. Yeah. As a okay. So
1: me neither. I mean, I knew of that symbol because you know we read a lot of fiction and that is incorporated. But it didn't occur to either of us. When we were talking about the emperor card being that beautiful red poppy, that that was also a symbol of strength because yeah. we just were not thinking about that cultural context. And also both of the creators of this deck are Americans, too. Right. I'm sure it was an intentional choice, but it just didn't occur to me to think about their context. Right. And, the and it wasn't the in card. the book either. Yeah. I don't believe so. That's why
0: it just didn't come to mind as this symbol of strength,
1: yeah. And but power we probably and- sounded like gigantic idiots to everyone who's from
0: like a commonwealth country or yourself. but I feel like they know this about us now, so they should expect this, like, yeah,
1: you this is what you sign up for, everybody. We're better at geography than math, but this just it's didn't hurt true. us. So it's if cultural. You heard that and, and were like, us. you are disrespectful of World War One veterans. That was definitely not our intention, no, not at all, nor is it's- that what. But Just anyone because implied America's to involvement
0: in World War One is very limited, and poppies was not something that was assimilated for our remembrance for right. World War One.
1: Exactly. Exactly. So I don- nobody was, like, rude about it or anything. It was actually no, no, very no. helpful when Jessica pointed out that symbolism. I was
0: symbolism. like, well, that's so... Obla- like, it never occurred to me at all. Yeah,
1: exactly. But still, thank you and yeah. sorry. And <laughs> we still love <laughs> yeah. the symbolism of the poppy as the emperor card. Yeah, I still like it. Yeah. It's cool. All right. Now let's get started. Okay. Car of the day. We can now pull car of the day without guilt. Yeah, exactly. Without being like, oh, no. What did we forget? So I am using Playful Hearts Tarot. Aw.
0: Aw. I took that with me to my group, my tarot group last night, and they loved it. They
1: oh, loved that's it. so fun because they're like, what is this wacky deck? All these wacky
0: kids, but it was a really good emotional fun deck. So,
1: Oh, good. Okay, and we got the star, so I think that oh, this deck agrees with I love that card in that deck. It's so precious. I know. It's so cute. It's so On the cute. little bluebird, it's like a child riding a bluebird. Yeah. Oh, I
0: love that with the big stars in the sky. So, so, so
1: fun. I love it. I-, I really like that as the card for this episode, too
0: i do too
1: Ugh, i'm so excited okay
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. okay so our first question for the episode is from katie and this is not holly's sister
1: i'm assuming as far as i know i feel okay. like she would have messaged me i feel like this any sort of katie website. we need to disclaimer that this is not holly's sister <laughs> not. at the beginning i think just that so people know. probably don't remember how many questions we had from my sister at the beginning <laughs> of the podcast we had
0: quite a few it thank was you like katie every for your single... contribution to our podcast when early on <laughs>
1: yeah. when we needed
0: questions
1: It was basically like every other episode had a question from Katie. And then the intervening ones were questions from my mom. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Thankful for family support during. Yeah,
1: exactly. So this is a non a non related Katie.
0: This is is a non related Katie. (laughs) So last year, I finally admitted that I'm a witch, but I'm still having trouble actually feeling it. I'm so filled with self doubt and struggling with feeling like it's real. My mom religion hopped and was a witch for a period of time. So I'm afraid of turning into her. Even though being a witch has come up so many times in my life. But as an atheist, I'm struggling with the feeling like it's real and like I'm not good enough. I have a tarot practice, try to set new new moon intentions, and try to celebrate the Sabbaths. But trying to do things on the day I'm supposed to don't always work out due to family things or lack of energy. Like, Mercury retrograde has started four days ago, and I haven't totally gotten around to doing the tarot spread I wanted to do. <laughs> <laughs> and I haven't done many spells, so I'm not feeling witchy or like I deserve to be called a witch. And since I know so much of practicing is about int- intention, I feel like I'm sabotaging myself with doubts. What are some ways that I can release this intense self-doubt? And what are some ways that I can start feeling like I'm worthy in general and worthy to be called a witch?
1: Well, Katie, I liked this question a lot because it also gives us a chance to do our spiel about that. Because I think that when we first started the podcast, we were really like – not mentioning our own spiritual practices kind of intentionally because we didn't want people to feel like you had to be a certain way to like connect with tarot the way that we connect with tarot but in the last few months we definitely have been including more of our own personal beliefs which I just which is fine I mean we've gotten a lot of great feedback for it but I also want to remind people that you definitely don't have to be a witch to do tarot stuff Like you can exactly believe in whatever you can have an active tarot practice and do spells and still not call yourself a witch if that doesn't feel right. Yeah. But so that's kind of the disclaimer. I don't know if that's like what's happening with Katie necessarily. I get the whole like religion hopping thing as mm-hmm. a fear. um, But I thought we could like kind of talk about it and then also maybe pull cards as like, like an area that maybe she could go into more to feel more comfortable with that identity. Yes. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. I mean, she nailed it. It's all about intention. I think that I probably do like, New moon intentions, maybe every other month, I definitely am inconsistent with my own practice for intention Mm -hmm. setting. Even when I try to be better about it, I just have to give myself a lot of grace about it because, you know, life is complicated and we don't always have the time to do all the things we want to do. Right. And that doesn't, I feel like once you're comfortable with sort of understanding that part of your practice is taking care of yourself, Mm -hmm. then it becomes easier to, like, let those things slide, like not doing a spread for every occasion. For me also as, like, a tarot person, I was finding that... I would put off doing spreads for occasions that I wanted to do spreads for because I was like, well, the lighting is weird this time of day. Or, you know, I want to make sure that I have the right greenery for my Instagram post about it. Like I won't do it yet and putting it off for reasons like that. So Mm -hmm. maybe kind of like assessing what your expectation is for why you're not doing the spread, because sometimes. You can do like a mercury retrograde spread that's like a five card spread in 10 minutes if you need to or want to. Like it doesn't have to be something where you set the mood and like meditate for an hour beforehand and like do all of that. If you have a developed relationship with your cards that you're comfortable, I mean, I guess, I don't know, maybe that's just me. Like I know that a lot of people want to devote more like peacefulness to doing spreads like that and more intentionality to doing spreads like that. But if that, if not doing those spreads is making you feel like an imposter, then maybe just doing them more casually and just doing them like only for yourself, just not even taking a picture, not even posting it anywhere. Just like maybe writing down what you're getting in your journal instead, that might relieve some of that pressure. Yeah, am I ever just like rambling all over the place? It's been no. two weeks, Esther. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. I was thinking
0: that sometimes, especially like as a beginner witch, I hate saying beginner witch because it makes you it makes it sound like well, I'm not a beginner. I'm like a head. I'm like a like a head witch of this coven sort of thing. That's not the case. Yeah. That's not that like that's not the posture I'm coming from. But as like you're new into this. Um, like practice. sort of area practice. Thank yeah. you. I was like, what is the next word? Like <laughs> a lot of times we feel like ritual has to take place for us to feel something. Yeah. Um, That we feel like if I'm, if I go through the motions of casting the circle and doing the spell, I will feel that like this plus this equals me feeling like a witch.
1: Yeah, totally. And that's not
0: the case. Like yeah, most of my spell work comes without any sort of ritual involved. I'm in the moment. I have a specific intention in mind, uh, like, for instance, I'm having issues with a neighbor and my dog, so I'm, like, have a candle with tourmaline, and I'm just, like, throwing stuff together yeah. because in that moment, my passion is so great and my intention is so infused yeah. in that moment. Directing and focused,
1: yeah, that is but,
0: when my magic is most powerful. Or just, Yeah, like, I like you know, that. manifest And, like, manifesting a house. Like, I do it through the tarot card. Like, my yeah. intention is manifested in that moment because I'm so focused and intentional. I has love the do- idea
1: of not waiting until you're having a calm moment to do things that are causing it, like to try to manifest things that are causing a lot of emotional stuff. Like, right, yeah. Doing it well, the sort of energy is high because you're feeling like, shit, what am I, you know, I need this to be more peaceful with my neighbor and my dog or whatever. Right. If your energy is high, then finding a way to direct that is yeah. so cool. That is such yeah. a good idea.
0: And also like sometimes like new moon day the new moon for you all is a different time than the new moon for me so it's yeah. going to be a new moon for literally, like, three-day span. There's going to be a new moon somewhere. Yeah. So you don't have to do it, like, in the span of, in the USA, tonight is the night for the new moon. You, right. Like, there's, like, a three-day period of a new moon. Yeah. Just pick one of those three days and go with it. Like, like
1: oh, it's at 10.37 on a Tuesday, <laughs> and I better... It's, I'm not going to be at yeah. work, so I guess I'm not... It's sometimes, like, like the new moon the changes over at 2.30 in the afternoon, and you're like, yeah. oh, what the fuck, you know? Yeah. So it's, yeah. like,
0: it doesn't... It, the specific time doesn't it matter. It's the intention that goes into it. Well like, and
1: also maybe. Even when you're feeling it, like that's part of, I mean, yeah. this, I do want to draw cards for this instead of just doing only like advice stuff. Cause like I said, I oh, do yeah, yeah. want to make sure that people know that you don't have to do this to be a tarot reader, but oh, yeah, definitely maybe like part of the idea of following the moon cycle or the cycle of the year is that you're seeing how you're feeling during all of those periods. So like for me, when I was first starting to follow the moon, the full moon fucked me up so bad. Mm -hmm. Like it would not just be the whatever two, three day period that people say like, oh, the new moon or the full moon is like the energy is the strongest during this period. It would be like an entire week of kind of like feeling really out of control. Right. And so when I started noticing that, I started realizing that I could be doing sort of the release stuff that I wanted to do for the full moon way earlier because I was already feeling the impact. And that's kind of the whole thing is that it the whole idea of like tapping into the naturalistic religion and like feeling witchy and all of that stuff is that you're more in tune with cycles. Mm -hmm. And so you need to look at your own how you're feeling about the cycle and your mood and all like the whatever else is going on rather than like, literally what people say, because then if you're following it that dogmatically, then you might as well. I don't know, be following saints days or whatever else, like the whole thing is that you're supposed to be feeling it. And responding accordingly.
0: And I think sometimes we also forget, like, in those quiet moments in between, we can start, like, preparing for those moments when that emotion comes and intention comes. So, like, some days if you're kind of feeling bored, just start getting, like, all your herbs together. If if that's what you're kind of feeling. Or start, like, gathering your tools. And, you know, if you know that the full moon and you want to cleanse under a full moon, like, a few days early, just get those tools ready so when that
1: moment comes of intention, you're prepared to act. That's a really good point, too, because you could have everything, like – Like almost what is it like mise en place, like that cooking mechanism where you have all of the small bowls of everything already chopped up. You could mise en place magic too. have have all of your herbs blended, all of your candles ready. You can have your sigil done and then do all of the like like actual spell work stuff where you're like focusing intention on things in the closer to the actual moment you can right. Just so mis- that way it's
0: process. not so overwhelming when you get to that moment, you're like, Oh my gosh, I have to do all this stuff to prepare. And yeah. you've already kind of prepared a little bit ahead of time. So you're not like totally overwhelmed and feel
1: guilty. If you can't get it accomplished. Totally. And <laughs> so. also you don't have to do spell work to feel witchy because especially no. if you are not somebody who like ascribes to a, uh, like God or goddess or universal. You can just hold a crystal in your hand or, and feel witchy. You can yeah, pull tarot exactly.
0: cards and feel witchy if that's what just you know. Stick your feet in some
1: grass good. and you can feel witchy. Yeah. But whatever feels right, that's what you should be focusing on rather than worrying about if you're doing it correctly. Because right. there's not any correct way to do it.
0: So I would definitely say before we pull tarot cards, like if there's a certain direction you feel like pulled towards, but you don't feel like that's a witch that's quote unquote witchy enough. Go towards that area and make it yeah. your own. Like, if yeah. it's yoga and that's where you feel most yourself and most grounded and most connected to the earth, then go towards that. Don't feel yeah. like, oh, yoga's not exactly witchy, so therefore I'm not a witch. Like, make it your own practice and yeah, totally. you'll, it, you'll be fine. So And body
1: movements can make you feel connected to the world in ways that, like, staring at a candle and trying to channel energy into it maybe won't. Like, it just yeah. is really where you're... Area of strength lies exactly, yeah. So, for pulling cards for this, I feel like maybe trying to come up with some sort of like way of seeing things would be the best, or yeah, the ways to release the intense self doubt. I guess it's kind of like a little pep talk, we'll just each pull a card for a pep talk, yeah. The other thing that I think is interesting is the end of her question where she says, How can I start feeling like I'm worthy to be called a witch? that's the thing nobody gets to decide you get to decide (laughs) yeah i pull this is not like actually sabrina where it's like oh yeah yeah and they get to tell you
0: no you get like
1: knighted into
0: witchdom or whatever (laughs) yeah exactly you get to
1: decide and you got temperance that's hilarious i got temperance
0: so balance patience and self-care like just be more gentle with yourself like don't stress like don't hold yourself to some sort of standard that's not supposed to be there
1: Right. And I got the King of Swords. And so I feel like paired with temperance, that's sort of like reminding yourself that you should be a little bit more like rational and research based for this. Like if you're feeling like something isn't working for you, figuring out sort of the background to that thing and deciding whether or not you want to incorporate it. Sort of like what we what Esther and I have personally done with stuff that is more like Gardnerian. Like yeah. anything that's sort of Wicca or Wicca adjacent. We're like, well, what's the background of this? Is this actually something that like we feel like we need to do? Or is it just because pop culture tells us that this is the way that this is done or whatever? So right, exactly. using like the really it's hard because so much of like witchiness is trusting your intuition. But maybe finding ways to be a little bit more rational rather than just feeling like you're not good enough. Like really yeah. assess and like give yourself a bit of a break. Yes. Yeah. I like it. Awesome. Yeah, well, thank you, Katie. Yeah, good luck and seriously don't beat yourself up. Seriously, <laughs> do not. <laughs> we're, we're all, all just on kind of different wandering paths. around
0: bumping into walls here, so yeah.
1: you're fine. <laughs> I like that metaphor rather than just we're all on separate paths. We're all like oh. Just bumping into things. No, we're just like Wait, blindly walking is, around in a dark cave. Right. <laughs> that does feel right with witchy stuff, though, because you're kind yeah. of like bumping into something and saying, "Is this something that I should pick up, or is this yeah. something I should leave here?" And then we're you're kind of like, the, "Okay, this doesn't work. so we else. go try
0: something else. This <laughs> yeah. doesn't work. Let me try something else."
1: I don't like the, the way that this worked. We'll do blah blah blah. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Okay. Our second question is from Ellen, and Ellen says, "I have the Power of the Moon Oracle deck, and I keep drawing the frog." The frog says the path has been cleared for you to make a change that previously seemed unachievable. The problem is I can't figure out what that change is. <laughs> Can you help? <laughs> this is such a cute question. First of all, there's a frog.
0: I'm always here for any kind of frog. So into frogs. So into frogs. Do you want to know what frog is in Korean? Because I almost know all the animals. In yes, Korean by yes, now. yes, yes. Tell me. Okay, now I'm gonna fuck it up. Kekuri is how you say frog in Korean. Kekuri. Oh.
1: That's similar to the Japanese, right? Because that's, we're going to talk about Sanrio again. Wasn't the char- the frog character named something that's similar maybe? to that? I don't know. Frog Sanrio. That will be two episodes in a row that we talked about Sanrio. That's very true. We need to get maybe, Oh, no, and- it's Karopi. Karopi, okay, okay. Okay, so, but as far as this question goes, let's explore some areas of change for Ellen. <laughs>
0: like okay so what is the change is her question
1: yeah 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 that was previously unachievable yeah that's the that's the interesting
0: part part. so we so we're asking what is the change that was unachievable is that the question we're asking yeah okay
1: and then maybe how to achieve it
0: and how to achieve it okay
1: this is the frog is not that helpful we need more instructions yeah (laughs) It's going mean, like it's burn your house down and move.
0: <laughs> the tower and the four of wands is going to come out, <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> and the eight of cups and the six of swords. <laughs> okay,
0: so what was the change that was? Once oh, okay, okay.
1: So far, it's not the tower.
0: Okay, good. Well, two, three, four, five, six, seven.
1: Oh, I got the devil, and I got strength. Oh. Dang, oh. Ellen. Okay, so, uh, I mean, in the non-sexy devil, I feel like the combination of strength and the devil is saying that maybe there's, like, some unhealthy attachments that you now have the ability to yes. break. So that could be with drugs. That could be with food. That could be with a person. That could be right. with mindset issues, whatever. There's an area that you're not really fully in control of your life that now you have the strength to get through. Yeah. Like a toxic
0: relationship. You're like beyond that point, things like that. Yeah. Yeah, totally. And in a sexy way.
1: And in a sexy way.
0: Like (laughs) you are ready to get it on. Yeah like with strength and and maybe
1: that i mean that's also a component like if you're feeling like you're not able to make decisions to kind of go in that area if, or explore that area if you want to yeah. then this would be saying that that it maybe had previously seemed unachievable that you could live your most you know yeah, true curious fantasy yeah yeah
0: Esther <laughs> getting real sexy over here <laughs> well, no, i'm just being it's like curious fantasy it was a yeah. very nice way to say it i didn't yeah. say like bad words
1: let the record show
0: let the record show I was very chaste in how I described that yeah this is why Esther is still
1: using a pseudonym though exactly, exactly. Esther true. is her real name don't worry people yes it Jeez is my degrees. real name I could, it's too can hard can you imagine if I was still way. trying to call you Thea it just wouldn't oh, work it's my last name now didn't you know yeah oh yeah that's your last name that's true <laughs> Okay, so do we want to pull cards for kind of, like, maybe just a first area to explore to achieve this larger thing? Okay. Then I'm going to pull the devil, (laughs) and then we'll know it's a sexy thing. (laughs) Okay, (laughs) exactly. (laughs) I pulled the emperor. Okay, and I pulled two because I'm Holly. Okay, and I got the eight of Pentacles and the two of Swords. Okay, so So I think there's some
0: structure issues that's going on, like hierarchical, like decisions that need to be made at work.
1: Yeah, toxic relationship. The decisions thing is really uh, the de- like I like that the emperor came up with something about decisions because I think that that emphasizes the strength that you now have. Yeah. So exploring ways that you can kind of create additional structure and therefore make decisions that have to be made. Yeah. And I think work would make a lot of sense with that, too, with the Eight of Pentacles. Pentacles there. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Well, that's yeah. good that it's not like something like an actual more terrifying. person. Yeah. yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> it, didn't, it wasn't like
0: clear cut, like a actual person. And the other good thing is
1: that having the two of swords show up means that you already know no. that decision. Yeah. Now that it's like a little bit more narrowed down, that it's about you having the strength to break through like toxicity. With that in mind, you already know what you have to do because that's where the two of swords comes into play. The two of swords right. means you know what you have to do. You just aren't doing it really. And the, yeah. to me anyway, that's always how that card shows up. Um, well,
0: or now that you know, now you know what decision needs to be made. Yeah, like, exactly. Now that you're kind of aware of that that region, now you know what decision.
1: And the other interesting thing is that this Eight of Pentacles uh, in this deck is not just one person; it's okay. a lot of people. And so I feel okay. like that, yeah. like, sort of emphasizes that teamwork issue right. of like, you know, maybe figuring, looking at ways. That maybe you need to adjust the team you're working with, adjust the situation, adjust who's in charge of what, like for reasons of getting more stuff done. Exactly. Yeah. Well, good luck, Ellen. I think that this is really exciting. And, Hopefully you know, this was lean into the frog thing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Lean into the frog thing. Maybe get a little frog figurine I got one I think maybe from a Scorpio moon sent me one in a package it's like oh, yeah, a little maybe? tiny Jasper frog yeah. but every time I see it I think of my grandma so maybe getting a little frog talisman like a little to remind token you of talisman, your own yeah. strength and your ability to make changes would be a cool yeah. way to do it I think it's so. the shot
0: it's like a very like comforting and encouraging frog it's not like a
1: doomsday frog so yeah the frog is like can you imagine a doomsday frog <laughs> a poison dart frog they're like oh, yeah, really that's attractive and oh my god you. Holy crap, I just had a flash of scholastic book fairs. One of the things that ours always had were little frog figurines. Like a yes. basket of tiny frog figurines. And I loved them. I, I loved those it. things. They're
0: so cute. I love scholastic fairs. They're the best. They're so good. They it's like the best. whole reason I'd want
1: to be a librarian like is just Pizza do- Hut, book It Club, classic <laughs> book fairs. This is where it's at. Bring it it's, back. Sometimes we just risk turning into a '90s nostalgia podcast, and it always relates to books, which is it's pretty funny. True. It's very <laughs> it has pizza and books. That's that's very on key for both of us. Yeah, on but key. actually, what was your childhood series? Have we talked about this before? Box no, I don't children? think we've talked about this before. Childhood okay.
0: series. Okay. The True Confessions of Charlotte Doyle was yes. the book. And Island of the Blue Dolphin was the book. I fucking love Island of the Blue Dolphin. I wanted to li- like, I was, like, fantasy, like,
1: living there. How, I mean, how funny is it that the, a whole generation of, like, young girls were like, I just want to live on a goddamn island by myself. By myself. <laughs> I know. I mean, this is, like, I mean, now. She gets lonely.
0: We wonder why millennials are like the way we think we are. Like, <laughs> yeah, millennial females. Island, this, this is, is why. <laughs>
1: <laughs> My favorite series was probably Boxcar Children. I read so much of that. Oh, and then yeah. I also read a lot of Babysitter's Club and a lot of Animorphs.
0: I, Babysitter's Club was a bit like touch and go. Too racy. Too racy. But I loved Marianne, Marianne and Logan forever.
1: Yeah, totally. <sighs> I love them so much. Did you ever read Boxcar Children? I'm surprised you didn't like that more because it's always a mystery. The, witch, the Boxcar Children? Yeah, I read the Boxcar Children a lot.
0: Like Nancy Drew, Boxcar Children. Yeah. Party Boys stuff. Yeah.
1: I found a big, like, lot of Nancy Drew books at a thrift store in town, and I bought all of them. And I'm constantly like, what month is going to be my Nancy Drew reread month?
0: <laughs> I found two Nancy Drew books
1: in English here oh, in Korea. And I the first one, and I think
0: this 22nd one. And so I bought them.
1: Maybe I should see if I have either of those and we can do a Patreon episode where we do. I mean, this is this- so not tarot related, but... <laughs> We should do a, a read yeah. of one of those books together. Yeah. Oh, my God. What are we doing talking about this when we have a really fun announcement right now? I mean, we, we are very distracted. <laughs> are we, haven't we seen scared? Each other in two weeks. I think we're scared. I'm a little, little nervous. It's I'm a little, little
0: nervous. bit nervous. I know. Because last, the last time we debuted a deck, it went mm-hmm. like a tower.
1: It went super well. We had tons of pre-orders. And yes. then the <laughs> minute that it arrived to somebody... Our friend Claire from Taurus with Gemini Moon was like, uh, guys, guys, (laughs) the cards. And we were
0: like, what? I was, I remember this distinctly. It was like four o'clock in the morning. And I was just like, I mean, Holly's like, Esther, something's wrong. And I was like, I jumped out of bed at 4 a.m. and like redid everything. Oh, it was the worst Yeah, and we figured
1: it out. It was really, really, really uh, chaotic. And it ended up being... Kind of expensive, but it was fine. And we got it out. And then in our new Lenormand deck, which I have in my hand right now, Ah. we don't have that problem because there's nothing on the backs. (laughs) (laughs) The problem with the tarot deck is that it was really complex. We had 78 fronts and 78 78 backs. backs. And that is really complicated from a formatting perspective. And that we did away with in our Lenormand deck. So our Lenormand deck is here, it is beautiful. We will post pictures about it on Instagram, and also we are opening pre-orders by the time this episode airs for you to get your own wildly Lenormand deck. And Esther did an amazing, amazing job with formatting it. It looks phenomenal. I've never been more proud of her in my entire life, other than her not still being in her cold <laughs> in her childhood cold. But I didn't know her during that period. That's very true. Yeah. <laughs>
0: I'm still, like, not breathing at this point because after recreating this deck five times, I yes. can't believe it's real.
1: <laughs> it was hard because the uh, the limitations of the printer made it so that we had to keep trying different, sh- like, card sizes. Yes. It ended up being a bridge size, which is just, like, a standard card deck. So it's a little bit wider than our tarot deck. Um, but each card on the front has the... Um, name of the card. So in Lenormand, there's 36 cards. So we have like house, bouquet, stars, etc. There's a really cool graphic of the playing card association. There must be a more official word for that, but that's what I'm going to call it. The card suit. Yeah, the card <laughs> suit, which Esther thoughtfully did all sorts of cool things with because there are a couple things in Lenormand where you need like some directionality. So, for example, in the, um, in the querent and partner cards, which we de-gendered uh, because why the fuck not? <laughs> yeah. She, Esther, put uh, more like splattery things. It'll make sense once you see the cards. More like yes. emphasis on one side of the symbol than the other. So the directionality is still there. And then we have three keywords for each of the cards. Yeah. And so it's really, I used it uh, today and yesterday. It is really functional. It makes you feel incredibly empowered to read Lenormand because you're not getting tripped up on like if you're remembering the meaning correctly so if you're new to Lenormand this is definitely definitely going to be a tool that you'll want to have I would say
0: yeah and I think that and the colors on the deck help immediately like associate the energy of the card because There is, like, positive, positive, neutral, 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 negative, and negative. So, yeah. like, all those cards, like, you immediately get the feeling of the spread instead of trying to remember, wait, is birds neutral or is birds negative? But birds can be neutral and negative. Like, what's going on? So, exactly. It kind of uh, helps assist you with getting the overall feeling.
1: Uh, I almost said a Korean word. Like, I've been code switching a lot. <laughs> we like haven't yesterday. recorded into into. <laughs> In two for weeks, weeks, so you're like not used to speaking English for such a prolonged period of time. I know, a prolonged t-
0: period of time. I'm like, I'm about to throw in Korean words
1: trying to do like, it, talk do it. Like, what do they call no, no, okay.
0: like the combination of Korean? Like, like, nukim is feeling. So, oh, like, okay. so I was about to say, like, so it'll give you a good nukim. Like.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that too, sure. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, the colors are really beautiful. Weirdly, I was using, since this arrived to me the day that we left for Portugal, I popped it into my, um, my Moonlit Fay bag that she oh, yeah. custom made for me for the deck that we're reviewing today, and the colors are really beautiful together. Oh yay! Like the greens <laughs> and oh, blues, so and then pretty. the grays and sages oh, yeah. of our deck. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we are going to sell this for $20 on our website, yes. wildlytarot.com. You can also get a two pack with the wildly tarot deck if you'd like to for a bit of a discount. I know a lot of you already have the wildly tarot deck, but you can get both for 40, which is $5 off if you bought them each separately. Yeah. Um, and again, all of our Patreon supporters have a discount for these decks also. Yes. Uh, I guess if you're ordering a two pack, this should be said, and we'll include it in the listing too. We'll ship both together once we get the wildly Lenormand deck in. We're not going to do two separate shipments one of the de- one of the tarot deck and one of the Lenormand deck. We'll just put them both together.
0: Yeah, because I think I have it listed as
1: the bundles a pre order as well. So hopefully you're a genius. So I am like really excited about this. It it looks awesome, Esther. I'm so excited and proud of this deck. (laughs) And the tarot deck is obviously, it was the first deck we created. We obviously love that too. It's, Still really, really, really great. I've
0: used it like every week we've done this episode for the past like three episodes because I connect so well with it. I'm just like, why am I going to stop this? Yeah, exactly. And I think
1: the Lenormand deck will be the same way. Like yesterday when I was taking pictures for the posting, I was like, give me a good reading to have on this posting. And it did. It Like the cards that I pulled were like cards about this deck being a great deck for people.
0: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I was like, wow, thank you very much. Appreciate that. Yeah.
1: (laughs) So, I'm really excited about this. I'm so proud of Esther. I'm so proud of us for just like accomplishing this. We had this I know, idea got to it. do a Lenormand <laughs> deck and then we fucking pulled it off. Yeah. We, we nailed did. it. We did nail it. <laughs> so, you can find that on wildlytarot.com under our shop starting when you hear this episode. Woohoo. Woohoo Yay. is right. I'm so stoked.
0: I know. It's finally here. Like, that's like after weeks. And weeks,
1: and weeks and weeks and weeks. I know. Well, so. because so many things aligned so that it wouldn't come here, but I guess it's true. The vacation just had it get to my house. I'm so exactly. so happy about it. And now it's time to pull cards for our Patreon supporters.
0: Yay!
1: I will start with Andy. Oh, deck. Don't go away from me. That is the problem that I always have with Playful Hearts. I love it so much, but it's oh, so. Oh, yes,
0: it scatters. Yes. <laughs> it's so
1: slippery. Yes. All right, so Andy, your card is the Three of Pentacles.
0: Okay, Joanna
1: is the Eight of Pentacles. Oh, we're getting a lot of pentacles. I know. Pentacles. And Cheka, yours is the Ten of Swords. Good luck, girl. Oh, good
0: luck, Cheka. <laughs>
1: uh, and that's it. Those are all of our announcements and our Patreon things. And holy shit, the Lenormand deck is out in the world. Well, not really, but available now, which... It's
0: going to be like in the future out in the world.
1: (laughs) Deep breaths.
0: Deep breaths. (laughs) Somebody
1: deep breaths. Okay, so this week we're talking about the Green Glyphs Lenormand, which is by James R. Eads, who's also the creator of the Prisma Visions Tarot and the Light Visions Tarot, which are really awesome tarot decks. Um, I ended up with two copies, and somehow when I was in my passionate giving decks to people who expressed the slightest interest in tarot, both of them got given away. So Martin would be
0: so angry with you right now. <laughs> I know. I think he I, has every edition of it so far. It's so,
1: so good, but people would yeah. be like, ooh, I really like this one. And I'm like, oh, okay, well, I have okay. two, you can have it. And I did that twice without remembering that oh, then I would God. have none. But anyway, James says on his Kickstarter page for the deck. This is a really special deck to me. And while it might not be my first deck, there's something about the green glyphs that feels very true to who I am as an artist and as a person. It came to me during the winter of 2018 when I was going through another bout of physical pain and searching for solace and magical arts. I was immediately drawn to the storytelling aspects that come with reading Lenormand and the qualities it shares with tarot. All cards that have a strong presence of gold or yellow are positive cards, while cards that are predominantly orange or brick red are more unfortunate. Well, this key aspect added in—oh, sorry—with this key aspect added into the deck, it makes it much easier to see clusters of positive or unfortunate cards. That's also something that we did, so it's not like revolutionary, but it is really helpful and awesome. Yes, it is very helpful. Yeah, you'll pick up patterns and situations with much more ease than with a standard Lenormand deck. I wanted this deck to feel like it came from somewhere else in time. It could be from 2018, but I'd rather you think you found found an object from 1918 or 1818. Another thing I wanted from this deck is for it it to be more universal among all people. The hetero-assuming slash heteronormative Caucasian aspects that come included in most old tarot and Lenormand decks is unfortunate. So I added four cards to this deck that will allow you to swap out the gentleman or the lady for another man or another lady or a person or two people. If you don't feel connected to the imagery of the cross, you can also opt to use the albatross card instead. So this was like... A very, very thoughtfully created deck. Yes. He launched it on Kickstarter, literally 20 bucks. So I feel like a lot of people got it because that is an incredible deal.
0: And the quality for that amount of money is spectacular. Yeah,
1: exactly. And also now you can get it on his website for 30. So it's not even like it's gone up that much and the quality is still just completely bananas. It's such a gorgeous, gorgeous deck. So I guess that does lead us to the first parameter. Um, it's on there. It's on his website. It's 30 bucks. You can upgrade for five additional bucks to get all of the gold gilded cards that came with the Kickstarter decks. Do it. Which are incredible. Um, the cardstock is a 350 GSM. Thank you, Brian, for explaining to us what GSM is. <laughs> yes. Thank you. <laughs> uh, and it comes in a box. Like that a is... flat
0: box almost. Yeah. It's, it's pretty, really like, thin. particular flat. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And the book is much bigger. It's a full color 80 page book. Um, and so the box is one of those boxes that has a little well for the cards The Kickstarter came, or some people could upgrade to a little satchel that he made also. I did not, but then I asked our friend Jenna, Moonlit Faye, to create a very similar one out of cotton for me that I think she's still selling. It's cool. It's like a wrap style, just like the one with the Kickstarter, where you can use it as a um, A reading. Sort of, yeah. 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 Uh, He also created a Grand Tableau Houses. I have cloth. that as well. Oh. A tea cloth, Yeah. Let's hear about it. Tell me all about it.
0: Um, It is beautiful and intimidating. <laughs> but Boy Diviner on Instagram has used it quite a few times. So if you want to see it in use, you can do that. Oh, but good idea. So, yeah. So Boy Diviner on um, Instagram. Go check him out because he has lots of good um, spreads with it cuz he's working his way of course through it and things like that so yeah um, but yeah the cloth is like really beautiful and really substantial i don't know if if there's still any for sale or if it's the same type of cloth because it's oh, like handmade that's true and, like hand dyed and stuff but i but Anyway, like the cloth is very helpful if you're wanting to get to do those bigger spreads. Yeah. So it doesn't be it's not as confusing as you're looking at things.
1: And I think that this is a really good example, along with Madame Clara, uh, the deck that we reviewed a couple weeks ago, of a Kickstarter that is like so beyond generous yes. and like every step of the way incredibly communicative and really like in- like including sort of the backers and a lot of cool. Mm-hmm. Sneak peeks and stuff. So it came, yes. all of our decks came with those additional cards, uh which, if you pay close attention to the podcast, you know that I accidentally sent my additional cards to <laughs> Esther and one of her tarot boxes, and she's like, "Wait, why do I have two of these?" Oh, I
0: thought it was really cool. I was like, "Oh, I have two shiny cards. I, I locked <laughs> out here, and then, nope. ha- and then Rachel, I think, in our chat was like, um "Holly, you should check your deck." Just yeah,
1: and I definitely didn't have mine because I just sent them straight to Esther. <laughs> But yeah, this was one of the most, this was one of the kind of most generous Kickstarters I've ever backed. Like incredible value.
0: Yes. It was also one of the most like uplifting and encouraging ones. Like it wasn't like where the, um, where it wasn't like it was a trial to try to get to the upgrades or it wasn't like the upgrades weren't kind of worth it to you. It was very much like everyone was excited for the next thing. Like you got stickers. Yeah. Like certain like add-ons were really, really great add-ons. So yeah, just the whole entire Um, Kickstarter was one of the better Kickstarters I've been a
1: part of yeah I agree Uh, okay so the other things that are physically about it it has a bronze edging kind of matte it's not holographic at all which I think really adds to his desire for this to seem sort of out of time it feels like really luxurious like book almost like with the addition of the gilding with the addition of the bronze edges it feels so luxurious and the cardstock is incredible.
0: It's so nice. The thing is, it is a little hard to, like, overhand shuffle without them kind of sticking together. And, like, so if you put cards back in at the, like, three cards in the, at the same place, they may oh, still yeah. be in the same place a couple, like, shuffles later. So yeah. just kind of make sure you kind of put them back Separate in different them areas out. so you That's don't have a good that problem. Yeah, so, totally. Because it's just because they're matte, they just kind of, like aren't slighty. Yeah,
1: that's the trade-off of having a matte deck, but... Which
0: I like. I I like the matte, so... Exactly. I'm mad at it.
1: So, have you used this deck for a lot of readings? What are the general impressions you have?
0: I use this... I think I've used this deck the most, other than Sawyer's Lenormand, for readings. Yeah. Because I use Sawyer's Lenormand, like, kind of casually, just like, quick readings, but this has been for, like, me personally, like, Sawyer's Lenormand has been more, like, other people reading i guess
1: oh interesting um,
0: so this one has been more for me and it's very rude i will say <laughs> like you always give me the worst cards and things like that but i think but it's just like with the norman in general you just expect a more direct reading yeah 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 and, and we've, we've like talked about any-
1: this i guess that we actually should have prefaced all of this with we have several episodes in which we talk in much greater detail about how to read Lenormand. Yes. So if you're new to listening to this podcast and you're like, what are you even talking about? <laughs> go so back and that. listen to those. Yeah. I think that the episodes are Pixie's Astonishing Lenormand.
0: Oh, we did Salyer's Lenormand too. We did a review for Salyer's Lenormand and then this other. Day. Oh yeah, you're right. So, so I guess Sawyer's I don't... Lenormand's kind of like our introduction into the Lenormand like
1: how happened. to do it and then yeah. the pixie's astonishing was more was just of, kind of just a small what it is yeah.
0: yeah maybe lenormand there we go Found maybe, it. maybe
1: how did yeah. where did you find it you're a genius on our
0: instagram because we gave it away for cool. you <laughs> Good call.
1: good call. Good right. call. Good call. Good call. Maybe Lenormand. <laughs> so those are our previous Lenormand episodes. If you're just yeah. lost about what on earth we're even talking about, but yeah. the the very short version is that Lenormand is always going to be more blunt than Tarot. Yes. Yes. It's just a thing about Lenormand. You have to be pretty.
0: You're just kind of making a sentence out of the three meanings. Basically. Exactly. Or whatever exactly. However, cards you draw.
1: You're yeah. Just making
0: like a full complete sentence. And instead of like where you and use your intuition, you're using like direct words that don't have any wiggle room. Exactly. Kind about it. Let's so. do an
1: example sentence with our deck just as okay. a sample, because we have the keywords on it. Oh, it'll that's be true. Fast and easy. So an example, if we wanted to say like, I don't know.
0: What's Holly's day going to be like? What's, what's Holly's day today?
1: Yeah. What's Holly's day going to be like today? Do I want to know? I don't know. It's hard to say. We'll see. <laughs> we could say, what does Esther's day look like since she's has oh, yeah, sleeping in an uh, hour? Oh, yeah, I have four hours left. We're good. We'll have half an hour <laughs> left. That's my day. Okay, so I got the stork flanked by the bear and the child. So okay. the stork symbolizes moving on, change, and relocation. And the bear is good fortune, strength, and envy. And child is ease, innocence, and good, associate, good associates. So... My day would be, like, the change that will happen today is going to be towards, like, strength and surrounding myself with good people.
0: Or you'll have a work situation where your associates may be a little envious. Yeah. Something like that. That's true. It kind of of just depends on the specific of what you're kind of, like, as we've explained in the other podcasts. You have to interrogate Lenormand. Yeah. Like, it's not going to be, like, you can't Saying how is
1: my day going to be is actually less effective than saying you know, like in this meeting that I have in this, this meeting, afternoon, what happen. should I expect? Right. Yeah, exactly. Right. That's exactly. a really good point. Just general day stuff gets a little bit vague. You yeah, need to be exactly. incredibly specific. But anyway, so the reason that I wanted to do that is just because when we, our normal parameter is what kind of readings do you use it for? But with Lenormand, the readings you use the Lenormand for are always going to be more about tangible things, things yes. that you can actually do. Things that you should be expecting specifically, like there's a lot less wiggle room. So you wouldn't be like, give me a message universe. You would be like, how can I best prepare for my commute today or whatever? Right. Right.
0: (laughs) And it's usually very time specific. Like you wanted to to set a time limit, like within the next six months. Yeah. Or with, you you can't just kind of like, like have it very open-ended expecting something to come to you because it won't work
1: that way. Exactly. Exactly. And we talk about that in the previous episodes too. All right, so Esther, are your favorite cards all the shiniest ones?
0: I think, did I pull all the shiny ones out? I almost, I think I resisted pulling a couple of shiny ones out just because I am a crow and a raven. I did not pull out the mountain as a shiny card, and I think that's the only shiny card I did not pull out. Sorry, mountain, that wasn't intentional.
1: (laughs) it was mountains mean like i I think
0: i was extremely passionate like when we were finally getting to like the sun and the stars i was like come on you guys more backers i want these cards yeah i was very very much of a bully okay so favorite cards i have one two
1: it's only bullying if it's not for everyone's good
0: that's true everyone's
1: (laughs) good
0: everyone benefited from my bullying yeah exactly Okay, I love that the heart in Lenormand is an anatomical heart. Yes, I just it's think it's so good. and it's so beautifully like detailed. It's like blues and greens and like it's just yellow, and so it's so
1: happy. It's so I good. love anatomical hearts as stand-ins for symbolic hearts. Every single time, it makes me really happy. It makes me so so happy. <laughs> Even in the I... Three of Swords, I'm like, yeah, give me that anatomical heart
0: <laughs> with all like the the needle sticking. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I also love fish because I believe they're koi fish or, I love
1: like, the fish card that's one of my favorites so too
0: pre- I just usually in Lenormand love the fish card anyway Same. Like fish, but this one is just extra pretty and it's just the
1: green the colors are, are so good colors. it's like green and then it has like a teal and sort of a orange and a red Sticles, like all of yeah. the markings on the fish kind of incorporate all the other colors used in the deck it's a really yes. limited color palette deck which I think is why it's so striking Yes, very much so. Yes. Um, And
0: then the next three are shiny cards. We're going to go through those. (laughs) Okay, stars, which is the shiniest of all the shiny cards. Like this reminds me of, okay, Escape to Witch Mountain. Did you watch Escape to Witch Mountain?
1: Uh, the original or the one from the yes, 90s the original. I've never seen the original
0: okay so they had the the alien children their special box was like lined with this sort of like holographic sparkle holographic thing
1: and so this reminds me of Escape to Witch Mountain <laughs> the weird <laughs> what, like, thing is that I selected that as one of my favorites too but I also pulled out the non-holographic one because the non-holographic one is still really pretty oh yeah It's a little bit more like maybe 70s because it's sort of an avocado green rather than gold. But I love it. Yeah, I love it.
0: The next one is the sun because, I mean like look at that sun like, yeah it's just so pretty and shiny and, like the sun is always extremely positive and like it radiates throughout your whole reading in that area wherever you're reading at so i just think that visually is compelling like and reminds you that oh the sun is flowing t- through all the corners of this car and the also it.
1: the background of the sun card is a dark teal and then the mm-hmm. light rays are sort of penetrating it and i think that that is a really evocative image as well
0: yes it's so so good and,
1: and again and like, the non the non metallic one is still really really effective in Oh that, yeah it is. in that And way. I will say
0: that sometimes the Lenormand decks um I was, when we, des- I designed our Lenormand deck, I wanted to make sure, like, the suits and the cards wasn't intrusive or wasn't yeah. taken away from the actual, like, card meaning itself. And this deck does a really good job of balancing the card, like, the, the original suit and card and the visual component of the picture itself. Yeah. Like, it's not intrusive, like, in some in some Lenormand decks.
1: Yeah, totally. They de- he did a really, really, really beautiful so, job. So, so good. Every card is just amazing. I love the dog so much. The dog is so cute. That's the reason we love Lenormand Dex is that we always get to I have, have a, dog a dog card. I
0: know. <laughs> there needs to be a dog in Tarot somewhere.
1: Um, but also I thought it was really cute
0: um, in his like thank you um, card. It was like a really long weenie dog that said thank you. Oh and I yeah, I was, forgot
1: like, about that. That was, was so cute. i so cute. I was like, also, I
0: need a really there long is a do- dog. there
1: are a few dogs in Tarot. At least the fool has a dog. Okay, the Fool does have a
0: dog. And, and the pe- Ten of
1: Pentacles has a dog. Usually. Two dogs. But
0: it's not like the prime. Like, I, it's ten not, ten not the focus. focus. I want a dog I focus.
1: I yeah, even have true. a dog tarot deck. Several. And it's still not the same. <laughs> it's not the same. <laughs> and my
0: last favorite is Albatross. Because yes. as mentioned before, Cross, as a former Christian cult survivor, Cross has lots of like, it. I mean, it kind of goes like the traumatic, like, Background kind of goes across the bird and stuff like the emp that feeling is um I almost went back to Korean again that feeling comes (laughs) out (laughs) a lot but at the same time that image is just it kind of blocks you from being anything but that image like it's always gonna be associated with like religious oppression for me yeah so having the albatross as the, the alternate card here was just great and i loved it i love it i love using it i've replaced it completely i haven't looked at cross since i probably took it out of the deck and like the visual component for albatross is really really good it helps um get that feeling so i like it a lot
1: i don't even know where my cross card is i think i might have just like fully thrown it away (laughs) that is so funny i'm like where does that go well albatross is still in the deck so i guess i don't need it yeah, exactly. Uh, so, so we had a lot parts. of overlapping. I also oh, had this the sun and the stars. Although I, when I post pictures, I'll post the non shiny versions too because I really do still think they're totally gorgeous even without yeah. the metallic. The metallic is stunning, but don't yep. get me wrong. Um, but the non metallic is also really gorgeous. I also really loved the fish. Mm-hmm. Um, and then my other three favorites are, I guess, other two favorites are birds. The birds because yes. they're just like such cute little nuggets. There's so much white space I know, on this they're card. They're not
0: intimidating like that. They're just like little
1: annoying birds. But yeah. birds are not annoying.
0: So I don't understand birds.
1: They're just, Sorry. I don't understand birds. <laughs> Me neither. It's fine. I kept talking to pigeons when we were like in Portugal because we don't, I mean, I'm not outside like near pigeons in my regular yeah. life, but I was a lot in Portugal. And Nathan was like, don't engage with them. I was like, they don't know what I'm saying. <laughs> don't engage with them. Like they're gonna follow you home. Yeah, from exactly. California. <laughs> there was one that was all tan and brown and and oh. like white and it was so pretty. And I was like, look at that beautiful pigeon. And Nathan was like they're rats. Anyway. And then my final favorite card is the garden. And I oh, think that yes. I just like it because the garden like is a positive card and the fact that there's like a bench down there makes it feel so peaceful and like mm-hmm. like calm and i just really think it's adorable
0: well, especially because garden a lot of times means, like, a meeting with other people. And yeah. And meetings give me anxiety. If it's like, oh, it's a nice, peaceful card. Yeah, this we're means just not sitting gonna on to together. Anymore. Exactly.
1: Yeah. It's just, like, kind of a sweet little peaceful it moment. Is. So I, I really appreciate that about it. It's adorable. I do, too. It's all so right. Good. So now I need to put all those cards back in because it's time to pull a card that represents our relationship with the deck. Woo! Okay. Relationship with the deck. Should we pull two because one Lenormand card is always a little that's bit.
0: That's very. That's all, one Lenormand card is way too harsh.
1: Yeah, you exactly. kind of need
0: context.
1: We can do. Pull, we'll do two, so we can read two, them together. Okay. okay. This is not just a Holly thing, people. The Lenormand no. cards are better read when you pull two. <laughs> two,
0: two or three is really good. Prime Lenormand. Yeah. Or like a short prime
1: range. with three. No pun intended. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so my relationship with the deck. Oh, oh! I need to pull this guy out more. Oh, what is it? The dog and stars. Oh, I got stars and (laughs) paths. All right, green glyphs wanting to be more participatory in our lives. So, dog is like kind of about friendship and loyalty. Um. And stars is the same as tarot stars, basically, right? Isn't it?
0: Stars is kind of like fame, fortune, like the focus coming in on your business, sort of like oh. stars. Okay, yeah. cool. So it's kind so of like, basically, to be ma- it's a
1: good companion for your business. Yeah, we need to use this for more like professional development Readings. stuff. Exactly, <laughs>
0: yeah. And so I have stars and paths. So stars, of course, is like any sort, kind of like a business focus coming, you're like the, the center of attention, almost like. And paths is like, two steps forward one step back you're having to go like around an issue so there's like a a a, you have to go like a different direction so
1: i didn't even pull out the moon as one of my favorite cards but it's adorable Oh, the moon i
0: love too i had i i like all
1: these cards were really good so good such a good deck such a good deck I love it. All right. Well, that is it for us. Next week, we will be talking about the Wayward Dark Tarot, which yes. I have oh. not really looked at since I got it. So, And it's our first Toth deck. It is. So get prepared for that, everybody. Yeah. Uh, how now. is it possible that we've had so many episodes and we've never reviewed a Toth deck before?
0: Well, we ch- attempted to once, but then it got hijacked and we did a different episode.
1: Yeah, that's true all right so that's what we're doing next week and that's our yay. show don't forget to submit any questions you have to our website at wildly uh that's also where you can find our brand new the norman deck pre-order yay
0: <laughs> and the website has been revamped so there have been a few changes moved around so yes. let us know what you think yeah totally and also tell your friends about it. Sit right and review us. We got some amazing reviews from the beginning of February because I just looked really Last right week. Yes, will and you they read were them so sweet and so amazing. Yes, I will screenshot them to you. And they were just so very sweet. Oh, like, yay. so we appreciate all the reviews. It just really makes us feel really happy when we remember to look at iTunes because neither of us have iPhones anymore. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly.
1: <laughs> Oh, man, that's hilarious. I didn't that even think right. about that. I was like, yeah, I haven't looked at the reviews for a while. Oh, I don't have that's an iPhone why. anymore. Because <laughs>
0: <'cause laughs> iTunes hates us, or Apple Podcasts hates Android.
1: Yeah, exactly. Um, oh, I was supposed to say something, wasn't I? Yeah, you're talking about our <laughs> Wildly Tarot Instagram. You can also follow us on Instagram at Wildly Tarot Podcast or join our Facebook community by searching Wildly Tarot Podcast on Facebook. And our Facebook group is such a wonderful, happy place. I'm so into it. We I are love seeing recently. I'm yeah. like Hello, people. I love seeing what everyone's doing. Um, somebody posted an incredible um like desk hack that they oh, did yes. where they wallpapered yes. the inside of a wall desk with all of these awesome that was constellation wallpapers. And I hate them. So beautiful. Bit. So we're seeing a lot of really fun stuff in our Facebook group. So definitely yes. join us. Super fun.
0: And also big thanks to at Wild Woman Magic for putting together show notes with time stamps for our website. Yay! Ah, and that's it.
1: Remember, go forth and Tara Wildly this week. No, no, go forth and Lenormand Wildly. Oh yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That too. If you can't do one, do the other or do both. It's $40 for both. Do it all. (laughs) Just kidding. Just kidding. kidding. (laughs) All right. We love you. We love you.